Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Y Theatre in Leicester. Will you please welcome a man who will never forgive you, Leicester? It's Richard Herring! Hello! Oh. Hello, King Steelers! You, yeah, I'll never, I'm, I'll, I can, no, I can't forget and I can't forgive. You stole my king. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Stealing Tudors podcast. I know, I know uh, he wasn't a Tudor king, King Richard III, but, uh, you know, you got form. You'll move on to the Tudors next. Uh, though I was hanging around at the Wistow Maze. Uh, the Maze Maze. Yeah, and there was an old lady in the garden centre there, and uh, she said she calls it Rahalastopus. So I don't know if that's going to catch on. I do appreciate you all coming out today. I was online looking at what's on in yesterday, and you could have gone to the art lab for kids, make your own emoji uh, today. So thank you. 
I think you might have been. Did anyone go? I think you might have been able to get get both in actually, if uh, if you'd wanted to. Uh, I've. Uh, I'm. You know, I'm not going to forgive you about the king thing. We'll come back to it. Um, uh, I've been looking. At, I've been looking online to see the big news in Leicester, uh, and uh, it is that Sapcoat Road in Sapcoat is closed for twelve days, <laughs> while the council is resurfacing the footpath starting tomorrow. So um, get on to that. Um, it's not just uh, it's not just um, uh, the King thing that I'm upset about, you know. Because I, I, I was born in York, which is where Richard of York. There's a clue in the fucking name. You don't get buried where you die, do you? You don't. Get, you don't if you get if you get murdered, you don't go. Oh, please keep me in the city I was murdered in, please. That's what I would have wanted. I want, I want to go back home where you're from. Uh, but you also dare to have... I'm from Cheddar as well, and you dare to have Red Leicester. So, you know, you're just, you're just trying to niggle me. And I used to live in Loughborough as well, which you've kept besieged and locked in the 1970s, not letting supplies... <laughs> not letting supplies in. 160 Leicester Road, if you want to go and check out where I lived. Uh, 61805, that was my phone number, if you want to give me a ring. Back in 1973... <laughs> uh, I should say uh, that uh, my guest tonight, I don't know if you'll come back next week for next week's guest, but my uh, guest tonight uh, is doing a, he's, he's sold out for his show, he's doing the Leicester Comedy Festival tonight, this is mainly for people in Leicester, but he is on tour and he will be here at the Y Theatre on the 6th of October I believe, so do book your tickets to see him quickly, for some reason he's, he's started to sell quite well, <laughs> quite recently. <laughs> quite re- <laughs> No accounting, is there? So uh, let's let's bring, we should bring him on because uh, we have only got literally an hour for this one. So uh, this my guest this week is I can't believe I've never um, used this one before. Uh, he is only known <laughs> for his appearance on Top Coppers. They're amazing. We'll find out. We'll find out if there's another. We'll find out if there's another series. That's what it's. <laughs> We please welcome the amazing John Kearns, ladies and gentlemen. It's John Kearns. Hopefully. Here he comes. There he is. Come in. It's John Kearns. Top coppers. Tom, John Kearns. Yeah. Cool. I, I, don't, I think I've never used that before because, you know, that what I do... I don't know if you know, I do a clever joke at the beginning of each episode of yeah, this yeah. is this is a behind the curtain what i do is i choose an obscure thing and pretend it's the main thing and i think until this appearance top coppers was actually your main the main thing you had <laughs> done so i couldn't use that but now you're doing quite well so i can main thing it was the main thing so you know now it's not the main thing anymore is it top coppers i tried to watch it because you told me it was on netflix yeah it's not on netflix anymore uh, well, it was when I recommended it. Yeah, it was, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I was. I was talking to you then already. I didn't need to watch it. When but did na- you try and watch it? I tried to watch it on Netflix this week, like two days ago. Right. And I tried to watch it on YouTube, and there's a thing the clip saying the best of Top Coppers, <laughs> and it's one <laughs> one joke. I think the. <laughs> what was the bit. joke? It's about. <laughs> You're trying to get into a building and yeah. then you stop and think and you're imagining like a, oh, yeah, for a hamster, a, for a, a hamster yeah, yeah. coming down a line and then you go back to the police station and get a hamster and then you throw it through the door. 
break the window. <laughs> it's yeah. quite funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it, was good, it, it was a good show. And I did find the original. I didn't know you weren't the original Top Coppers, but I found the original Top Coppers. Do you know about this? The pilot? Yeah. There's like some mini episodes of it with different people in it. One of them who looks really like you but isn't you. Have you seen it? Yeah, well, that's how I got the job. Yeah, <laughs> you just looked. I mean, that is weirdly how I did get the job. Right. I was gigging opposite the production company and the producer went to, it was May Martin and Friends. Yeah. He, he was friends with May Martin. And then he goes... Well, that looks like the guy in the pilot, so uh, <laughs> let's cast him. Why didn't they cast the guy from the pilot? Mo, mo, I mean, most acting is that, though, isn't it? <laughs> Why didn't they just get the guys from the pilot who actually had proper ginger hair? He's a producer now. Okay. Well, this, we're getting all the... T- is there... Is there... There's is there a, an, no. the, what? You haven't, asked, you haven't told you what I'm asking you. Well, no, no, is there you, another you, series? Huh? Is there... <laughs> There another series. Is there in, another series in the pipeline? In the pipeline. Yeah. Oh, so you're not asking if there's another series, but is there is anything happening? Is there eight, any... eight, eight years later? <laughs> is there any... The only way there'd be, if I was <laughs> announcing another series, would be if I if I was making a clay animation of it. <laughs> I've hired every actor <laughs> to do all the voices. I could have used them, just filmed yeah. them doing it. But no, <laughs> I've spent I've spent eight years making a second series. Animation of top coppers. Yeah. No, it, 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 the channel closed. We've, we, we cover this every time. I cover your podcast. I can't remember. I can't remember the, the, everything the, I've talked to people about. That's not. That's too much. The, the channel closed. Yeah. That was one of the last things on BBC Three. Okay. Then they brought back BBC Three. Yeah. And. <laughs> no, they didn't carry on with everything. Okay. Um, no. I mean, you know, you've done shows that end. I mean, I'm hoping there'll be more series. I mean, I'm, I haven't given up hope of another series of Fist What do you fun. want to come back? <laughs> All of it. I'm expecting just to, to call you're... any minute. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to come back, make uh, Time Gentleman, please? Yeah. Now that we've got another series of Time Gentleman, please. What, after 20 years? Yeah, brilliant. That made, that made you money, didn't it? It did make me money. I remember when I ever listened to you talk about that, I think, God, that's what you need. You want money. Yeah, but it was hard. It was hard work. I mean, it was good money for where... Because I hadn't made any money until that point. So I did 10 years of work and broke even, basically. And but you bought did, a house in Shepherd's Bush Then I did Time Gentleman, Please. Yeah. And then, and, well, not that, you know, I put, got a mortgage as a result of it. But, I, yeah, I earned, like, more money than I could, I could ever have dreamed existed. <laughs> How much did you make an episode? Uh, about 10 grand an episode. Plus, then repeat fees. I mean, it's a, it was it was good. every time through the the noughties, which were a sort of slightly more barren period for me. Every every time I thought, oh, I'm going to have to move house, a check would come from time channel. Please, being repeated somewhere. It got smaller each time, but it was each time I'm going. Oh, thank God that turned up. Occasionally, talking cock as well. Talking cock was put on in France. The man did it in France and was very famous. And every now and again, a check would come through from that. Go, oh, thank God, I can eat. Money's interesting, isn't it, in yeah. comedy? Because no one talks about money. <laughs> I know, and there's, you know, I know how much I make for doing, you know, you've, you've been in Taskmaster, you know how much you make for doing Taskmaster, which is a nice amount of money. And you kind of, I do a job like that two times a year if I'm lucky. Uh, you know, like an episode. And you, you do a whole series of guessable. 
Uh, and then I think, and then I look at the people who are just on them all the time. and think, how much fucking money do you need? It's insane how much people. Make. <laughs> it is insane how much people make. Yeah, because that if you're at a low, well, I'm presuming I'm only guessing what someone who's like in, I don't know, uh, let's say, oh, I got news for you. I'm only guess. I can only guess what they would get after twenty, thirty years of being the same people in that show, and they get it all the time. Well, like Ian Hislop, probably. Yeah, I mean, you must get. They're on like. 50 grand an 50 episode? 50 grand episode, yeah. We're guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us know that, but we both went, <laughs> yeah. Sounds about I mean, right. you don't get much for I Got News For You, but I bet they get a lot for I Got News For You. Oh, yeah. And they deserve every penny. <laughs> I like Paul Burton. Me too. But as a kid, watching him, you know when he said something funny and his whole shtick was going... <laughs> I never liked that as a kid. Right. And it, it's only as I got a bit older that I realised what he was doing. Yeah. But as a kid, I'd be watching it going, how the fuck is he the only one in the room who doesn't know that that's funny? <laughs> how has he got there? <laughs> Good luck, Tim. Good luck to... This is your fourth appearance on uh, Rahalastapur, John. And do you know what's remarkable about it? I think you do know what's remarkable about it because you re- you've <laughs> yeah. remarked on it. But, uh, yeah, you've never, uh, you've never actually had me on at Leicester Square. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've done uh, one in Edinburgh. Yeah. I did one in Winchester. Once. Yeah, you did. That was that tour where you wanted to uh, basically have people on from the area that they were from. Yeah, well, I tried, tried to get people from, yeah. Where, yeah, from who were around. Yeah. yeah, so I was born about 10 minutes from Leicester okay. Square. but uh no winchester went to winchester yeah then we did what in lockdown so i've done one from my house yeah and now i'm sat in leicester (laughs) so i'm getting close to leicester square leicester in the name yeah where's the where what's the what's the place where the in china where the guy stood in front of a tank Chinaman Square, Chinaman yeah. Square. We'll do one there. So yeah. we've, got this, <laughs> we've got the square bit in. <laughs> we should do one there. <laughs> let's, let's see how that goes. Didn't, it didn't work out too well for that bloke in front of the tank, from what I remember. Did but, it? No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. No, it, it, hang on. It, I think he's, you know. Oh, right, yeah. I think he's, I think he's gone. Yeah, yeah, obviously. don't think they, you know... So we don't, well, let's not do that. Let's go and, and celebrate the Chinese government. <laughs> what, you and me? Yeah. <laughs> Should we try and sell China? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, maybe one day. They don't really like... They, I've tried to go on Leicester Square Theatre and just the, the guy who runs it just pulls a face every time I mention your name, so... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have you ever played there on, in your own right, Leicester Square Theatre? No. No? <laughs> I've done a charity gig there. Oh, OK. And when I came on, I said, Rahel Estepa for a laugh. Did you? <laughs> you owe me money for that. It's my, it's my, it's my intellectual property. <laughs> um, oh, I've got lots of things to talk to you about. <sighs> Maybe we could dress up as Paul Merton and Ian Hislop <laughs> yeah. and go to China. They'll like us there, then. Yeah, but We're famous, be then. Well, then also, if it goes wrong, we can pretend it wasn't us. 
Maybe we could send... Maybe we first of all, we could send out Charlie Borman and the bloke from the original pilot of Top Coppers. <laughs> See how they get on. <laughs> if they aren't yeah. killed by a so tank. They, yeah, they, they send a postcard saying, <laughs> phenomenal time, come over here. So do they have to come home when we go over there or are they going to be there when we're there? They'll go over, do it, come back, let us know how they got on. <laughs> then if it's all right, we'll go over, say it's episode two. <laughs> If they don't come back, we we'll go. Oh, let's not. Let's not uh, do that. Who are you, Charlie Bingham? Charlie Borman. Oh, Charlie Borman. Who's Bingham? Does he do the Lasadias? Who's, who's what? I'm talking. <laughs> oh, Charlie Bingham. Yeah, is he the posh Let's Lasadias? send Charlie Bingham from uh, the. What I like about my favorite thing about they're Charlie. Expensive, but they're nine my, fucking quid. My favorite thing about Charlie Bingham. I don't know anything about them except I've heard Richard Osman doing the adverts for them. Have you heard him on? They often have him, and he reads this advert. And then halfway through, he goes, wait, what? As if it's the first time he's read. <laughs> oh, I see. You know, he goes, what? They do what? Sorry, what am I reading? <laughs> like As that. if he's been given a script, and then they've just said, read that. And then he's gone, they're made of all fresh ingredients. <laughs> what? <laughs> but that's, I think that's in the... I don't think that was Nadlib. I think that's in the script. But... <laughs> I think it makes look Richard Osman look like a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy who would do an advert and not read through just once, just to check. He, he is a rich man. He, <laughs> I think he's doing okay. Three episodes of Pointless a day? Yeah. Wow. Well, he's not, you know, he's stopped. He's got so much money, he's actually stopped doing He doesn't do... We might talk about this next week. He doesn't do Pointless... He does the celebrity pointers still because he loves celebrities. But he's not doing regular pointers anymore. They've got they've got Nishkimar and people doing it now instead of him. You know that. Did you get asked to do that job? No. No. <laughs> no I haven't been asked since Taskmaster. Nothing. No. I had one that was similar for me. There've been a couple of things. But you did well on. We'll talk about Taskmaster. You did well on Taskmaster. You did test Taskmaster correctly. I mean, I won. Oh. Um. <laughs> No, but yeah, the real, the the real cor- winners don't win. That's Richard. not the correct way to play Taskmaster. No, no. The correct way to play Taskmaster is to be, a, you know, a kooky, funny, be amusing. Kooky? <laughs> don't just do it in an amusing way rather than, try, than trying to... Were you trying to win? Did you think you had a chance of winning? No. <laughs> Who tries to win? Me. I wanted to win and I did and I'm the champion of champions. Do you have... I know you talk about this a lot, but are you, are you genuinely a very competitive person? Yeah. Only at games and stuff. I don't care about real life. But, <laughs> but if it's, you know, pointless. Did that ever come into your comedy? Um, I mean, I think when I was younger, I was quite competitive with, in, in those terms. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bothered about... What, doing jokes about being there or being... No, just like, you know, wanting to... I don't know, win awards or... Well, we didn't, you know, if it was, I, was in, I didn't really get troubled by that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think eventually, I probably was quite competitive, but eventually I thought, oh, they're not going to give me anything, I'll just pretend I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I know, you know, I've never been nominated for anything at, in the Edinburgh Festival, despite having been 34 times. I think one of my plays got nominated for a best play thing, award they did in 1999, but didn't win it. But I've never been up for the comedy prize in any of, any of those 34 shows I've done up there, whatever it is. Oh. Um, 
So now I have to make use of that as a badge of pride. Say so it's actually quite impressive, isn't it, to do that many Edinburghs <laughs> and never do a show that anyone goes, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but you see, it's nice to win an award, though. Yeah, you've. I mean, you've, you did all right with that, didn't you? The Edinburgh Awards. Yeah, I won, I won all the awards. Yeah. <laughs> you won. Got nominated. Best newcomer won. Yeah. Next year, best show won. Yeah. Now what though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you go it took me that? eight years to get on Taskmaster. <laughs> But no, I, yeah, I think... Uh, but, but it's interesting, when you win awards that early on... Yeah. It is like, it's only now, ten years later, that I feel like I've earned... Almost like I've earned them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you can be good once, but to be consistently good, that's, that's kind of the mark of it, really. So I take more pride in uh, that I'm still going. Yeah. I think it's better to be consistently just good enough to carry on but not oh, yeah, so good that you ever win awards. So just like, just every year go, wow, we've got to knock a couple of comedians that off. Now they're going to not work anymore. Uh, Herring's still through. He's still, he's just, he's just bubbling at the top there, but it's fine. Good go, could either way. Uh, it's the, the, the impressive thing, I think, is to keep, keep going. That's, well, that's in, the, in, in stand-up, in that? Yeah. yeah, well, in everything. I mean, life, staying alive, that's impressive. <laughs> But I think, like, in career terms, it's... I think it's, it's stand-up very much so. Yeah, yeah. But that's what you've said. I've seen you say this about the people saying, oh, would you, where do you want the live to lead? And the live is what you're doing it for, right? That's, that's Yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. People always want to try and work out how to get what you do onto telly or something. But I just like the idea of playing bigger venues and just, just live is kind of the thing. Yeah. Because there's no other thrill. You know, like, joking about that Top Coppers thing. That was the first audition I ever did. Uh, you know, and there was eight weeks of filming. You do a sitcom and it's gone. If I, that's why if I was an actor chasing that, you'd go mad. Yeah. Whereas stand-up, you just... You book the room and you do it. So, yeah. I and just... have you found it post-Taskmaster? I found a quote from one of your other tours. Let me see if I can find it. Um, maybe I didn't write it down. Um, but the Norwich, a paper in Norwich. <coughs> oh, this is it. Has Taskmaster uh, increased? Oh, yeah. So he's, uh, what do, it says. They said, "What does uh, John Kearns have to do to pull a bigger crowd in Norwich?" That was the headline of your review. We had thirty people come to see you in Norwich. Oh, this was from uh, yeah, be, yeah, this was before Taskmaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the, it was a very positive review, but yes. the, you had thirty people, and you joked in the show about having had less people the year before, the same number of people. Yeah. Uh, so, but now the tour you're doing at the moment, you've added extra dates and in bigger venues because yeah. presumably you're selling out. Yes. Those venues that you weren't selling out pre-Taskmaster. Yes. So, is, is, is Taskmaster's made that much difference that quickly? To yeah, it's it's people. certainly. Uh... Different. <laughs> because I, I, I wear, like, a wig and false teeth. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, 16-year-olds looking at their tickets going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> didn't buy a... Mm, didn't buy a ticket for this. <laughs> He's not the cuddly guy off Taskmaster. Yeah. No, it, it's... It, it, I'm very... I, I, my act is an act. Yes. 
I'm not someone that um, walks on and is like the same as I am backstage with what I do in stand-up. Which I think weirdly doesn't fit maybe the the fashion of what people want now. Right. People want to know, you know, obviously through social media, they want you to be who you are off-stage to who you are on stage. Yeah. They want to be able to see your life, be able to get a whole look at you. Whereas I quite like the perimeters of building an act, doing, yes. a, doing a turn, and then being like, yeah, that's what I do. That's the job. So do you find, is it, is it bad to have people coming to you who are expecting the, the other Well, no, I do, I do address it. Do you bring them around? Yeah. Do I bring, yeah, no, yeah. I, I can't, I'm good at my job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I'm having. It's really nice because you know there's new people who maybe haven't heard of me until maybe three months ago, yeah. coming along, and you know I've been doing it for ten years, so I can show them what I do. And you know, it does, I, the the aim is always to be someone's favourite comedian, whether it be five people or ten thousand people. You don't want to be someone where it's like, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> so you just kind of. I, I like the idea that maybe because a lot of young people love Taskmaster, yeah. And I just I really do love the idea that you know, like I said, a sixteen or seventeen year old is coming along. Maybe they haven't seen stand up before, or and they're looking at me going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and uh, maybe it's something a bit different because I, I don't I haven't recorded any of my stuff. I'm no. not on YouTube or anything, or uh, I don't have a special out, so. I quite like the idea of keeping it live and keeping it special for the audience in that room at that time. Mm. Taskmaster didn't change my audience at all. <laughs> if anything, I've got slightly less people coming to see me after Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> but a few of people who like me currently are. put people off. Yeah. <laughs> I've not noticed many 16 and 17 year olds coming. Any 16 and 17 year olds in? Give me a cheer, cheer. Oh, look, hello. There's one there. You know, yeah. I mean, he's a nerd, though, so it's... Okay, I always, I always got those. <laughs> We're cool. We're cool, they love it. Um, but good, to try and bring some more of your mates, because, like, a lot of my regular fans are dying. <laughs> COVID did not help. Because it's not they're particularly old, it's just they're quite weak. <laughs> so it took a, took a toll. That, it took its toll. COVID took it. Yeah, it did take it. <laughs> we were talking about this backstage, but I, I've, there's, like, I think like people, you know, it's changed my socialising, and I'm, I'm sort of starting to go, oh, I should go out a bit more than I used to now. Like, I've, I've sort of, you, it was such a weird time, and I think we're still, but I, the, I, the thing that I've realised is I can no longer shake hands with people. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you were, you were explaining this to me earlier. Yeah. And I nodded away, but... Yeah. Um... Well, like, I've never had a problem... <laughs> Pre-COVID, I never had a problem shaking hands with people. Post-COVID, I probably shook hands with five people because people don't do it anymore. But it, it, well, that's because you're sat in your attic talking to puppets. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that. But when you meet people, they don't really shake hands anymore, but occasionally they do, and you go in, and I would say, out of the five times, three or four of the times, the handshake has gone wrong. And it never went wrong before. 
I, I go in and then it, so I did one, I, met, I saw John Richardson the, the other day and I was saying goodbye to him. We went to see Meet the Richardsons, which I did a small part in. And uh, he, we went to a party afterwards and I said, goodbye, John. And we went to shake hands and it just, you know, just... It's like... God, you know, in the end it was okay. But like I've done, I've done ones that just to basically you end up holding someone's hand like that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's me or that, you know, is it, is it two people making a mistake there or have I forgotten how to shake... Because I had two years of not shaking hands at all. Have well, I just forgotten how to shake hands? I think I know how to do it. When you, um, when you play snooker against yourself... Yeah. At, at the end of the game, do you, do you shake your <laughs> own hand? I can't do it because they can't inhabit this, the same body at the same time, obviously. Oh, yeah, sorry. So th- that's why me one can never wank me two off. <laughs> because it will always be me one's cock when it's me one, and then it's me two. And then, you know, you understand about character work. <laughs> and that's, I think, a, that's right, what, that's that's a lot of the tension between the two characters is based on that. <laughs> that they would love to wank each other off, but they never can. That's like my onstage alter ego and me. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, can't whack myself off on stage. <laughs> if you wanted to wank yourself off in that... I'd have to stand right in the corner... <laughs> So people can still see my wig, yeah. but my hands are mine yeah. on the other, on, off stage. Look, I'm not going to wank you off, but do you want to try and shake hands? <laughs> just try and shake, just, see, just go for it and just see if we can do it. It might work. See, it worked, it's fine. I think we have similar shaped hands. Yeah, though. maybe it is. I've never had any problem with it, and honestly, I would say the majority of the times I've had to shake hands, something has gone wrong post-COVID. And I'm not saying that's the worst result of the <laughs> coronavirus in the world, but it's not good, is it? Because then, like, if you go, if you meet someone, I was at the um, the literary festival, the famous one in uh, Hay in the Hay Festival, and like, I was and I was up with, and it's like really prestigious authors and intellectuals and stuff. Yeah. And I met someone in the, 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 the friend of this important person. I can't remember who it was. And I was sitting down, and it was a bit, it was a bit awkward anyway, because I was sitting down, and they came over, and then I had to sort of half get up and shake hands, and then I gave this really weird. Handshake, and then had to apologise for how weird the handshake was. Who was it? I can't remember. It was the friend of someone like Jenny Murray, or something like that. The uh, it was a famous broadcaster, and it was a friend of theirs. That's sort of worse than it being the broadcaster. Yeah, I'm worried about it. (laughs) I'm worried if I'll ever get that back. But I think I think the coronavirus has had a a longer reach. Well, I told you, the last all... cultural thing I saw before the lockdown was yeah. Michael Ball and Alfie Bow at the O2. Yeah. Does that count as a cultural thing? <laughs> I think I, I did go kind of ironically. OK. But they, they're incredible, Yeah. obviously. Yeah. And uh, they did a whole kind of routine about... They went to shake each other's hands, and then they went, oh, no, no, and then they were doing all their elbows thing. But I do often think about that audience because that was at the O2, 15,000 people. You know, you, you're talking about your audience being old. <laughs> <laughs> they t- uh, Alfie Bow and Michael Ball must have yeah. taken a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Tom was fine before Michael Ball got involved. <laughs> That's true. He was just in his garden. That would have been, for a lot of the people in that room, that would be the last thing... They ever went. To... <laughs> <laughs> what a, a Grease mega mix <laughs> sung by Alfie Bow. And... Well, that's a nice thing to know, isn't it? It's a nice thing. To yeah, know, I, isn't I think Alfie Bow is incredible. Okay. Do you like Alfie Bow? No. <laughs> Not particularly. 
not particularly. I mean, I wouldn't listen to their music by choice. I like mine. I only know really. But you don't like music. I don't really like music, so I'm not the person. To, I'd like, so, I'd what music would you pick by choice? <laughs> exactly. John Paul McCartney's good. Ben Folds. Not Alfie Bow. No offence to Alfie Bow. Alfie Bow probably wouldn't listen to this. Oh God, I hope he doesn't listen to this book. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. I hope he. Uh, doesn't come on this podcast in the future and then listens to this episode <laughs> to, to find out what it was like. I don't know what I'd ask Alfie Bo. Do you think he's ever tried to suck his own cock? Yeah. I might make that, I might make that the question. Michael Ball Do you, do you think Alfie Bo's ever tried to suck his own cock? Add Alfie Bo. Do, do an edition of that book, but everything is about whether Alfie Bo... <laughs> Just pick, pick one random. Do you think Alfie Bo's ever seen a ghost? <laughs> yeah, this is good. Yeah. Is it Les Mis? There's a ghost in that, though. Yeah, is there? I don't know. Don't know. Don't like music. Uh, if Alfie Bo had to marry a piece of furniture, which piece of furniture? It does work. You know, I don't know whether it's. It does work. I don't know. I don't know if it's got the legs to. It could just be... That could be an offshoot. You know, like Death in Paradise, which is one of my favourite programmes, is doing, has done an offshoot where they've obviously... Chris Marshall didn't want to go to the Caribbean for yeah. half the year, yeah. so they've set it in Devon or somewhere. Yeah. I could do a version of Rallastopo, which is just me asking emergency questions, but about Alfie Bo to other people, <laughs> but not Alfie Bo. <laughs> then eventually... Last episode ever. Do about 6,000 episodes of it. Yeah, yeah. Then Alfie Bo, ask him all the questions and then see who got it right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear another one. I just want to hear another okay, one. See. I just want to hear another one. See if it works. Okay, so it's going. See if it works. Um, what is the be- <laughs> What's the best thing that Alfie Bo has ever done in the rain? <laughs> he was homeless for a bit. Was he? That was an insensitive. He's, inter- he's an interesting. That guy. was an insensitive question about because he'd have been in the rain a lot, wouldn't he? So that would have. Right, no, if I was a good that you were here because if I just bowled, got Alfie Bow on, go. What's the best thing you've done in the rain? He goes, I was in the rain a lot when I was homeless. Yeah, and I didn't know. About yeah, but that. those bits are good in a podcast. Yeah, they can be good. If Alfie Bow had to, uh, would he rather give up chocolate or cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try this for next week's podcast. Not tell Nish Kumar what I'm doing. What is Alfie Bo's most mundane encounter with a celebrity? Might be the time you came to see him. At the... <laughs> it's already, you know, we hit a high. We, that was the trajectory of that joke. As we lived out in real time, it started, it grew, it got better, and now we're, we're on the downward You've made slope. a career out of dragging these things along. <laughs> That's what you do. Sometimes they just live in the moment for a second. That's the beauty of live performance. Sometimes you have one of those performances you think that some people in this room will remember that for the rest of their lives. And bang, it's gone. Do you have a gig that you always think that was... Maybe there was the a gig where like, I had um, like a party of kids or young people from like <laughs> no, but they were they were they they all had down syndrome and they that they they'd all got a table together and like it was a it was a it was like a gig night rather than my own night uh and 
it was sort of a strange gig because they were shouting out a lot, but in, it was beautiful because you had to incorporate it. <laughs> if you did anything other than incorporate it, you would be a monster. But, you, but they also had such a good time doing it that I'll always remember that because it was just... It was, and it was a joyful gig for everyone. Uh, and so that's the one I always think about with that one. It was really, genuinely really nice. Who books that gig? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, you know. Jose Mourinho. Yeah. You know who Jose... You know Jose yeah, I do know. I'm aware of it. He, um, he coached a uh, football team of Down Syndrome children. Okay. And he said that's where he learned empathy. So when he's gone, obviously, around the globe, yeah. dealing with usually young men, he says he always goes back to that time as a football coach when he taught uh, young children with Down syndrome. Because yeah. that's when he learned how to basically, you know, man management and, and empathy. and, and nice, with but did he not have empathy before that? <laughs> I mean, I, you know... Maybe I, not. Maybe I not. had some empathy on that night, but it wasn't the first time I'd experienced... <laughs> <laughs> what is well, this, this feeling is I have? <laughs> wow, oh, I care the about the of the universe. I care about what other people think. <laughs> Weird. Um, Josie Marini sounds like a prick. Uh, so he has a. Um, every time he wins a trophy, yeah, he stops his watch at the time that he wins the trophy, and then he never wears it again. He puts it in a kind of you know a case, and yeah. then he's got them on, in his house, in a room, and they're all stopped at the time he won his trophies. Stupid. <laughs> it's a waste of watches, isn't it? <laughs> I bet they're really expensive watches as well. How do you even stop a watch? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> how, do you even, how do you even I can stop? answer most things you throw at me, but how do you, how do you stop a watch is pretty difficult. Watch? How do you stop a watch? Yeah. How do you stop a watch? Because it's either wound up. You can't then just... Back there, you went, you we've you got an hour. Break, we've only got an hour. <laughs> how do you stop a watch? You have to smash it. Every single person here knows how to stop a watch. They don't. How do you, you stop a watch? You are the only person... How do you stop There is it? no one listening to this podcast who doesn't know how to stop a watch. It's either got a battery in it. We can take the battery out. What or are you, you wind it up. That? What are you talking you about? You stop a watch. Right. <laughs> you have to break it when they... You have to stamp on it. So it Are you talking anymore. about iWatches? I'm talking about any watch. iWatch you can't stop because it would... You know, you can't stop the time. The time keeps moving. If you've wound up a watch, you can't unwind yeah, I'm it. I'm aware you can't stop time. We're talking <laughs> about stopping a watch. I just don't... You can stop a stopwatch. If he's got, if he's got a stopwatch around his wrist... Look how excited he, he is. He, he, Dog he. with a bone. You know how to stop a... What, what is what? that? What are you wearing there? That's a, I, how do I stop I don't that? know how to stop that. I don't yeah. know how to stop that. Oh, what if it's a wind-up watch? How do I stop a wind-up watch? You pull out the plug. You pull out the plug. Plug? You pull out the plug. You pull out the thing on the side. Your watch plugged into a wall. Not the plug. You, not the I, plug. I, not a, no, not <laughs> like that. The, 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 what is it, a pin? You pull out the pin. What pin? Oh. It's a hand grenade. It's not, it's not it's a, a grenade. grenade. It's not a grenade. There's no pin in a watch. It's a pin. Winder. You stop, you pull the winder out. How'd you pull the winder out? <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, it's a, waste. it's a waste of watches. And what's, who cares? Go, this is, all my watches at the time, so I won championships. So? Why'd you do that? We could still use that watch. I, it, 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 um... 
What, you've I got a bit quite, you've got a cup. Found... Did they give you a cup for winning? Yeah. Why don't you just put the fucking cup in the display? <laughs> <laughs> put the medal up like a normal person, Yo Jose, and stop just putting watches. I found it quite 10, poetic. Ten thousand pound watches, I bet they are, or ten thousand. Oh pounds. yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. I found it quite poetic though. No. No. <laughs> Be stamps on the watch. I'll give him something. <laughs> He throws his medals into the. Uh, he throws his medals into the crowd. He don't care about them, but he stops the watch. What's wrong with him? He's, He's a very got no successful... empathy until he meets a disabled person. Didn't say that. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about him. This is about Alfie Bow. This. Let's see, because it won't work. It won't look. It won't. <laughs> this won't work. I, I genuinely forgot about Alfie Bow. About that. <laughs> Who is Jose Mourinho's favourite historical character? Doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Doesn't work straight away. Who is Alfie Bowe's favourite historical character? Worked. See, that worked. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Are there for some reason I've written Kate Winslet in Titanic was you were watch was was it something about your parents stopping you watching or was it was was that what it was about when you saw Titanic? <laughs> Your parents... I've found out a lot of stuff about you for this, because the fourth time on, I've got to go deep. When you were a kid... Yeah, my, my nan took me to see that film. Yeah, and your when, nan took you. When Kate Winslet got naked, she yeah. covered, covered my eyes. Have you, did he, have you watched it since? Yeah. Yeah. You see, just checking. You see. I remember... This is before nearly everyone's time, certainly before your time, young, young man. Uh, kind of Loving was on TV with Joanne Wally before she became Joanne Wally Kilman. Anyone remember this? Yeah, one person. <laughs> this is the kind of comedy I like. Uh, and there's a bit in there where Clive, something his name was, he was a ginger as well. You like the... <laughs> and he, uh, he took off her top and I was sitting with my mum and I covered my, eye, my own eyes because I was so embarrassed to be watching it with my mum. I was 28 years old at the time. So I'm as well. That is what... 28 years old, I was. I remember, I remember I, to this day, I don't know what film it was, but, but my parents were having like a dinner party or something, and my dad and a mate were in the living room watching telly, and there was a film I remember watching, and it was a silhouette of a man, and he shuts a French door on his, on his cock. Nice. 
I don't know what that film is. <laughs> it's a big memory of mine. Okay. I remember being like... He, gets remember, his, he, sh he shuts his cock in the French door. I just remember, I can picture... I know, I'm just in the back room. Yeah. The telly's on. They're, they're silhouetted. And he just slams the door on his cock. Well, fuck, one of our listeners will know. I'll let you know. Then we can watch that together <laughs> next time you're on. Yeah. Uh, where do you think Richard of York should be buried? <laughs> if you had to... If you... <laughs> don't remember, this goes out to a global audience. You don't have to play to the crowd in the room. These, and remember, they're thieves. We're playing, they're thieves and vagabonds. So they, they want him to go to York, right? Yeah, he, but Leicester want him. Well, Leicester have got him. Oh, is he still in? Find his keepers, isn't it? That's what they, that's their, they're going by find his keepers. I did a gig. Uh, what year was he found? 2014. I mean, these guys will know. It was 2012. 2012. I did a gig, it was in a hotel, and the idea was that the pay was you got to stay in the hotel, and then the audience met in the lobby, and then they went to a different room, and each room had, like, an act. Okay. And me and my friend Matt Hyten did a thing where we went to Nando's earlier that day, took the bones from our meal... <laughs> Tried to make a skeleton of a um, of a man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we laid him out in a in a, <laughs> in a drawer in like this premiere <laughs> or whatever. And then, so you know, we're doing. Uh, the idea was that we just found like a skeleton, yeah. And uh, the room stank, man, because <laughs> we'd washed the bones in the sink, yeah. But all of that chicken fat and all that was just clogging in the sink. <laughs> a lot uh, of serial killers have had the same, same problem. I, think I, De live, Dennis... I live near, I live, I live two minutes from that guy. From, that, that from guy. Dennis Nielsen? Yeah. He actually put Kentucky Fried Chicken down the toilet in an attempt. They found some bones in the sewer and then he flushed some Kentucky Fried Chicken down the toilet so that you could argue it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. He says, oh, I, you know, I don't bother going to the bins. I just flushed my Kentucky Fried Chicken down the toilet. So, you know, you, you and Dennis Nielsen <laughs> on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> You're the kind of comedy version of... I don't, I'm not approving of what he did, though. He did, was quite funny. <laughs> when, he, when Dennis Nielsen was in, uh, in his prison cell, uh, he was being interviewed by the police, and then he was smoking, and he said, what should I do with this cigarette? And they, the policeman said, just throw it down the toilet. He said, I got in trouble last time I did that. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good for a serial killer, right? It's pretty... Yeah, they're, they're quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not thick, these people. <laughs> they're they're pretty quick. They're good. He was a funny guy. Someone, when someone had cut here, written round his neck, one of the guys he killed, he said, so I did. That's a bit darker. <laughs> Have you ever had David Tennant on this? No. He'd be good. What? I mean, it's not going that badly, John. <laughs> I mean, it would be. No, I'm just thinking, be better. Know, I, I listen to your podcast. Yeah. I'm thinking if, you know, it came up on my thing, I'd go, oh, right, yeah. here we go. Don't hear from him often. 
Because he played Dennis Nielsen, right? Is that why you leapt to that? I was just thinking yeah, about okay. it. I was just thinking about him. I thought he was yeah. really good at that. Yeah, he was. Um, I don't approve of uh, serial killers. I think what they do is wrong. <laughs> just, just before I get cancelled. Stephen Merchant played a serial killer? Yeah. Have you had anyone else who's played a serial killer? <laughs> um, I mean, I, what, do you think... I think there's probably... A comedian. If you, a comedian is a good job to be a serial killer, right? Because you're moving from you're place moving to from place. place to place. Mm. No one's going to suspect you because mm. you're funny fun. Do you think? Is there anyone on the circuit you think might? <laughs> <laughs> I had a name in the 1990s of someone I thought would probably <laughs> at least be assaulting people <laughs> everywhere he went. Christ! I won't the mention writing. it. I won't mention it. <laughs> Right. How, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know if it could go out. <laughs> as long as we don't say names, it's all right. Um, I want to talk about uh, Taskmaster. Go and ask some proper questions, as much as I enjoy messing around with you, and that's the best bit. Uh, did you consider when the sabotage task, not sabotaging the task? Or did it not cross your mind not to, to actually... It was a very good task, and you were, and you, I don't think you sabotaged it enough, but I understand you had to hide the sabotage. You couldn't, yeah. yeah well, they weren't, they weren't very, allowed to know you were sabotaging exactly. it. Exactly. But did you consider thinking, A, what, I could not sabotage it, and then when they found out I was meant to sabotage it, my team will be stronger as a result? Even if I lose... If I well, the thing the is, points. with that show, is yeah. I, I'd met Dara Breen once before, <laughs> that, before that day. Yeah. And that was the second task of the day. So I've met Dara O'Brien for an hour. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're told to sabotage a task. And, you know, you've got no time to think about it because they, they kind of ambush you with it. Yeah. So in the end, you just kind of... The, the hard bit of that was, at the end of it, <laughs> Fern and Dara were like... Why are you trying to be funny? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? They like, were just kind of going, well, okay, he's taking his chance, all right. And then you don't see them for another four months. <laughs> so I think Dara Breen was just going around the country, and if anyone asked him about Taskmaster, he'd go, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this. And John Kearns and this guy's, uh, he's trying to be funny, and everyone knows that's not how you do it. And... And Fern obviously just tells it as it is. She was yeah. like, oh, you must be tired because you've got a kid. <laughs> and I just have to sit there going, they obviously don't know what I know. Yeah. So it was kind of horrible, to be but honest. But then even when they found out, it's worse than that. I think then they find out that you betrayed them. Well, I don't think it changed anything in Dara's head. I just think... <laughs> I just... I think he went, yeah, this guy's thick. <laughs> but he wanted a win, man. Yeah. He wanted to win that he show. Did. He really did. He really wanted to uh, be on that. that that show. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone going on What the Week, and he's thinking, why are you going on What the Week? Um, <laughs> I'm Taskmaster. I should be on Taskmaster. So he's like got the most points, I think, ever for anyone who's ever done it. Yeah. And then Sarah Milligan, I think, is number three. So I picked a bad year to do it, I think. You did. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I mean, he was good. He was good as well. I mean, he did, he did everything. It's surprisingly well, really, actually. I think, you know... I mean, he's a very clever guy, but often the clever guys don't do so well on it. 
Well, it's not built to for it's not built for any kind of intellect, really. No. It's more, what in this moment are you going to do? But it, it, it helps when Alex Horn is there. Obviously, there was one task I did where he wasn't there because he had uh, there's like genuine family thing he had to do. Right. So I had to do the task with him not in the room. Oh wow! And that was very you felt very vulnerable doing that. Yeah. Because you know you've just got a camera guy. Just not laughing. Being like, <laughs> you need Alex to be there to yeah. almost kind of um, uh, qualify your, your stupidity, basically. Yeah, no, I can see that. It's sort of, yeah. Take him out of it and you're just, you are an idiot. Yeah, it's just doing something stupid in a room. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, I know. But I it's only that. 10 days work. That's the crazy thing. It's, yeah. ten, it's a 10-day job. Yeah. You do five days in the house... You do five days in the studio. It's ten days of your life. But it's it's a show that, you know, I'm extremely grateful for having done because I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, like, with ticket sales, just with stuff. like it, 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 he, he says he, he thinks a lot about who he picks to be on that show because he's letting people into other people's living rooms for ten weeks. Yeah. And, you know, most people... 99% of people hadn't heard of me when I was on that show. So, um, yeah, a, a mad thing, but also you only get to do it once. Well, actually, yeah. I mean, unless, well, I think you, that's unless you win. That's, yeah, if you win, you get to go. Hopefully, I get to go and do champion, champion, champions. Uh, so three times. You only get to do it three times. And then four times if I do champion, 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 champions. <laughs> but that's I think like you and Mike Wozniak are the, you know that's it's great for I think I think comedians would look at that and go oh that's fantastic those guys who we all know are brilliant and we all love getting getting to do what they do on a on a you know on a TV show which isn't kind of trying to push you into a different kind of well there arena. isn't really places where I guess Taskmaster is now the equivalent of maybe what Live at the Apollo was 10 15 years ago um, I get, you know, you do Catster's Countdown, but that's a bit odd in that there's usually four people on that panel that could sell the Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah. And then they go, right, let's just stop this game now where everyone's having a laugh and uh, let's check out this weirdo in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> who no one's heard of, just sweating, doing a bit to absolute silence. <laughs> Then they go, right, uh, cheers, let's go back to the game. <laughs> and you're there going, what the fuck? You know, fuck, that's not my best. <laughs> and then, you, you know, your money, only, your money goes up if you do it three times. You get the same money for doing it twice. Okay. But I've only done it twice. <laughs> but those things don't exist really on telly. No. Well, um, it's sort of weird. It's weird. It's so difficult to, you know, to do comedy on telly now. So there are, there, there are, you know, Taskmaster, I think, is, is the best of those in terms of it'll give an audience an idea of the person, but it's still not anyone doing their show or anything. It's not doing their stand-up. Well, it gives you ten um, hours, yeah. people watching it, to get a, an idea of who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, not like a 20-minute snippet of anything. So I think that's where its strength is. Yeah. It's, you know, it's an, and, and it's... The crew is incredible, and you know, and the the team behind it are incredible, and it's and everyone working on that show loves it so much, and still even after all these years, so that's and that's quite. And again, when you go and work on some other shows, you go, that's not quite what the case is here. 
Well, Lou, Lou Sanders told me, like, you know, there are some people, it, their, their dream is to be given a task by Alex Horn in that house and told to do something. So always keep that in the back of your head. And it's true, like, yeah. this job is difficult at times, but there's also times where you get a phone call going, do you want to go on that show? And you spend a week with, with Alex in that house, with that crew. And there's only about five, six people in that house at the time. Mm -hmm. It's such a small, tight thing. And they don't let anything on. It's all very secret. You're, you're stashed away in a little room. There's a knock at the door. You do your task, then you put back in the room. It's all very kind of covert and all that. But, yeah, Alex is uh, he's a clever guy. He's clever. He's done all right. Well, I was really going to interview with Nick Hancock today. And he was saying, you, you've got to get into making... Young comedians should get into making formats. Don't worry about material. Yeah. Because you can then sell it around the world. Yeah. If you can find that magical thing. But I think it's, you know, it, it's sort of quite random what gets, what gets into that place. I'm, Taskmaster is an incredible example of it. Have you ever I've, thought of a game show? No, I, I, I tried to, all the, you know, I, but, I, but I don't think I've got the patience to really sit down and work it out. If I could, if I, something came to me fully formed, I go. I keep on thinking there must be, <laughs> yeah. there must be something in my life. You know, I think it's one of those things where you go. Often they're just a thing that you've been doing your whole life, or a game you've been playing with your mates, or something like that. Someone goes, "Oh, why don't we do that as a quiz show?" And it's and it, it is finding the thing that's different, isn't it? Because like a lot of them come on, and you go, "I watch them all, and I really like quiz shows and game shows and stuff." Um, but a lot of them, you go, "Oh, they've they've realised who wants to be a millionaire is successful, so now they're trying to do it." But upside down or back to front. Well, to be honest, though, pointless is just family fortunes upside down. And that's, that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reverse family fortune, isn't it? Pointless. I, I, I didn't realise that. Well, it's because you've got to give the least popular answer instead of the most popular answer. So it's basically family fortunes. <laughs> it's family fortunes for clever people. <laughs> <laughs> We should pitch one with the midway. Yeah, so family fortune. That's, you know, bang on average. Bang on average. <laughs> PH7. Piggy in the middle. Piggy in the middle? Yeah, piggy in the middle. If you hit the exact middle. You and me dressed yeah. as uh, <laughs> Hislop and Merton. Piggy in the middle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, what, what, what kind of question... What question would be? Uh... Um, what do you think? Yeah. What, how tall do you think the average person is? Yeah. Well, how tall is the average head? person in yeah. the UK? Yeah. Uh, probably about, I reckon five foot seven. Five are, you, foot. are you including children? <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have to include children if you're the average person, but also women. Do are... we, also, we don't agree on this stuff before we go on. <laughs> So, so no we, one, we have this conversation. Is it just you and me? No other, yeah. Is it just you and me each week? <laughs> no, yeah. No one else is involved. No, it's you and we me don't, sat we don't, at a table like this. And no one does any research to find out the actual answer. No, we don't know the answer. <laughs> no, no one knows the answer. <laughs> and then we just... We have to yeah. decide between us who's closest. Yeah. And then a, uh, maybe a pig comes on, I don't know. 
I'll pitch you. I know Richard Osman. I'll pitch it to Osman. I know Richard Osman. Yeah, I know him. I did a Zoom with him, and he had an original Banksy behind him. Wow. Just like in his, in his house. <laughs> He's rich, man. He's rich. <laughs> He's so rich. It's like funny how rich he is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny. He's just getting richer as well every single day. There's not a day goes by that that man isn't... It's just like pouring money into his bank account. Imagine opening your banking app and seeing that. <laughs> How much yeah. can you put in uh, the NSNI? You know, the premium bonds? Yeah. How much can you put in that? 50 grand. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> I think if he looks at his banking app, it's just spinning around. It's like a petrol station. <laughs> But he's got, like, he's got that five thing. You know, there's so many things. <laughs> if he only had one of them, it would still be doing that. The I know. Books, pointless, know. House of Games, all That's the stuff funny. he created. He's good, isn't he? I wish he would just fail one time. <laughs> Two tribes didn't do well, that well, did it? We can, we can have some... <laughs> he didn't make much out of Two Tribes. Remember two tribes? It was was, was a game show in between Pointless and House of Games. Oh, we're going to have to stop. If Alfie (laughs) Bow could go into a chrysalis and change into anything he wanted, (laughs) what do you think Alfie Bow would emerge from the chrysalis as? I don't know why I... I don't know why I'm... I don't know what I'm thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. It just came in my head. Okay. Because Alfie Bo looks after himself. Yeah. He's quite fit. But I reckon he's going, I could be bigger. Yeah. So he looks up the Arnie. I didn't have to do all this singing. If I could just bin the singing and concentrate on building muscles. Could you know be. the film Arnie, uh, what's the Arnie film? Terminator. No, 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 the one where he's body... Uh, uh, oh, no, let me guess. Twins? No, 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 it's, it's, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hercules in New York? No, no, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the film. Yeah. Huh? Pumping Iron. Yeah. So it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's not playing a character. How did you get it? How wasn't it Hercules in New York? No, because I, I said it's not... It's, uh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the film, not yeah. a character played he's in, by no, Arnold he's Schwarzenegger. He's in Terminator. No, I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator Two, was it Terminator Two? Yeah, no, he is in that, <laughs> yeah. but he's not playing. He's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is there a recent Terminator one where he's in it? Is it that one? But he doesn't turn up as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. In Pumping Iron, right? Yeah. I had a personal trainer who went, "If you watch that film, um, what they don't show is that." For three quarters of the day, he rests. And that's the most important thing with bodybuilding. Mm. Like, all you see in that film is in Pumping Iron. Don't think it's the most important thing. <laughs> I think if you just did the resting, you would get nowhere near looking like... I would say the most important bit. <laughs> I saw there's a sort of clue in the name of the film... I'd say that was the the bit where he's doing... Uh, where he's pumping iron. <laughs> That's the bit. 
bit where he's resting. Yeah. Don't think it really does, doesn't Rest. Really do anything. Just him sleeping for three hours. I mean, are they saying if Arnold Schwarzenegger did nothing but pump iron, he would die pretty quickly if he didn't eat? And if he just did that, if you, if you pumped iron 24 hours a day, you didn't sleep, you'd probably die within three or four days, do you think? <laughs> so he needs to rest. What, you just pump iron for if four If you were days. just pumping iron and it was non-stop, 24 hours a day, didn't sleep, you could probably still eat. So that's, you know. But I think it would kill you, just... <laughs> probably. Yeah. So they're right. They're right up to an extent. The resting bit is important. But it's no, in no sense the most important. <laughs> I would like you to go, if, if, if you don't do anything else for me in your life, can you go back to that person and say, I've thought a bit about what you said to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've realised you don't are... Talk, I, don't talk to him, I don't talk to him anymore. Well, he, I'd like he, to he tried to, to get... He, he tried to... Uh... What did he try to do? <laughs> well, he, I mean, was, he, he, he kept because... asking me for money. Oh, OK. Well, because he's a personal late, late, uh, late at night. <laughs> yeah, but you... No, he'd go, John, could you put uh, £100 in my bank account? Oh, OK. And I'd go, why? And he goes, well, no, no, uh, it, it's a forward pay for our classes. Right. So this is like 11 at night. Yeah. It was for drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked it out. So well, I it's very important to rest when you're a personal trainer, so you need to take some drugs to help you relax a bit. <laughs> the yeah. most important thing about pumping iron is to give someone a load of money <laughs> that's the most important thing that's how you uh, unfortunately we've run out of time we're under very strict time schedule and we've actually done three minutes more than we should have done sorry and I'm furious furiously angry with you um, thank you very much for coming back on thank, no, thank you for having me would you like me. to come on and do it at the Leicester Square Theatre sometime if I... I'm not if, asking. If, if, I'm, not, I'm not inviting you. I'm just asking if you would like... <laughs> just asking if that's your yeah, dream. Yeah, I'd like to come and watch yeah, one, like yeah. <laughs> like, just see the vibe, see how it goes. It's really good. It's much better. You know, no one, no one in my audience at Les Square Theatre has uh, stolen any King's Bones. <laughs> that's, why I, that's, why I, that's why I like about it. It's the whole audience. See, there's someone actually gnawing on one of his bones, and uh, that's that's how little respect they have. Um, you've been absolutely joyful to see you. Thank you very it. much. Uh, go and see John on tour. He's here in uh, uh, Leicester in October, uh, but he's all over the country. If you're listening at home, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Junkers. <laughs> You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, John Kearns. Thank you to Scant Regard for providing the music. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one. Uh, ben Walker wasn't involved in this production at all. I'm not going to credit him. He's a fool. Um, thank you very much to the Y Theatre for having us and the Leicester Comedy Festival. Fantastic work and all the crew who are very welcoming. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFastTheStripe.com production. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.